Welcome into another Daily Wager Extra podcast. It is Super Bowl time. I'm Doug Kazarian, taping this on a Thursday, February 10th. And lots to get through with Mr. Executive Director John Murray. We're going to talk about what sharp props he's taken from behind the counter. We're going to talk about the line move in both the side and the total. And my favorite player props as well. Very excited to get into everything and go from there. Um, and uh, we have a Bonanza twist. We have a Hail Mary play in the Bonanza. So uh, without further ado, let's get right to it. Kicking is for losers. Kicking is for losers. You cannot bet on the prop on that, but you can bet on many kicks. And we're going to discuss that as we welcome in Mr. Executive Director on this, uh, you know, holiday week, if you will. It's a big week. There's no doubt that Sunday is our biggest single day of the year in the sports books. And it's exciting this year. We're, we're getting back to normalcy. You know, last year we had occupancy restrictions in the room. We could only have 50% capacity. This year we'll have 100% capacity. And the city of Las Vegas is waiting with bated breath to see if our governor is going to lift the mask mandate today. That's the rumor. And I think that'd be great for tourism this weekend as well. So we're, we're really hoping to have a normal Super Bowl this weekend. And if we do, I think the business is going to be through the roof. All right. So that announcement may come even after taping, but before posting. So we'll keep an eye yeah. on that. Let's, yes, sir. Let's break it down. We'll, we'll get into our favorite. Uh, we'll get into the bonanza later, and we'll have a little mm-hmm. bit of a tweak to it because the decision's been made in terms of the ultimate victory, and that's you. <laughs> uh, ultimate victory, is a, that's a big phrase. I don't think it's quite I, uh, that serious. I don't think let's, it's quite let's that serious. Let's talk side because we've, okay. seen some, uh, we've seen some movement here, and I want to know what you guys have taken and where you sit and where you think this will end up between now and kickoff. We opened it at three and a half. Uh, Most of the guys in our room thought that was the right number, three, three and a half. We went to four pretty quickly. And we've been settled at four and a half now for over a week. We're talking on Thursday morning, as we always do. But here's the thing that's really surprised me the most. uh, We've taken about 65% of our point spread bets on the Bengals. And that is very unusual. Now, we all know the public likes to bet the dog money line in the Super Bowl. There's nothing strange about that. So if you if you see those splits and the public is all over the dog money line, don't pay much attention to that. That is how they always bet the Super Bowl. That's a nothing. But to see 65% of the point spread bets on the Bengals is highly unusual. And, and it does kind of make me think uh, maybe the Rams are the way to go on Sunday. Why do you think the public's back in the Bengals on the points? I think it's I think it's a lot to do with Joe Burrow. Uh, I, I hear this a lot. I hear a lot of people, they want to root for Joe Burrow. They want to root for the Bengals. Uh, I don't know that the Rams are as likable a team. Uh, they, you know, the, the Rams are kind of a, a collection of all-stars from other teams. I mean, I'm not saying that as a knock. It's just kind of how it is. And the Bengals are, they're an underdog franchise. You know, they had that long stretch where they didn't win a playoff game. They, they haven't been to the Super Bowl in over 30 years. I, I think that's what it is. And, and there's certainly a narrative that Joe Burrow, is going to take the mantle as the face of the league. I think there's some other quarterbacks in the AFC that would have a lot to say about that. Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, to name two of them. But but Burrow does look to be maybe next in line as as the as a superstar quarterback in the in the league. Yeah, no, I I, I said I think um, are we going to be wondering how the hell this guy was getting more than a field goal on neutral site? Yeah, uh, because he does. He's checked every box and. Um, I just think he's been so outstanding. The re- I'm just surprised. The reason I ask because they were down 21-3, right? And they got mm-hmm. I don't want to say a fluke win, but it's not like they looked that sharp. Now the Rams didn't look sharp either. They were down 10 in the fourth quarter, but yeah. I am a little surprised. But the Rams aren't the Lakers, you know. I know they're an LA team, but it's not really an LA team. So 
Well, the the Raiders are LA's teams. That, I right. mean, isn't that right. correct? I mean, there's no That's question. What it was that for the, me growing up. There's no question that the Raiders are the most popular team in Los Angeles. I don't know that anybody would argue that. And when and when people are asking me if I expect to get a ton of volume because of the proximity of LA to Las Vegas, I don't feel that way. No. I don't really, I don't think that's, that's going to be the case. I don't think the people in LA really care about the Rams. I think we're going to get a ton of volume because it's the Super Bowl, and the Super Bowl is, the, is like the one event of the year where it really doesn't even matter who's playing. There's going to be a ton of betting interest in this game, no matter what, but I don't think it's because of the Los Angeles effect. Right. Right. Okay. So where do you think it closes? I think, I think four, you know, I, I see some, I see some very prominent offshore books right now that have a variation of four. Uh, usually it looks like they've got the Rams juiced on that four, but I, I think if I, if you made me pick a number right now, I would say, I think it'll close Rams four. I don't think there's a huge difference between four and four and a half, but uh, I think, uh, I think that's probably what we're going to do. What we're going to see here unless uh, some very prominent groups come in one way or another. And there is a long way to go. You know, the, the vast majority of the money that we write in this game has yet, has yet to be bet. Really? So what percentage of the handle do you think you've already received? Uh, I, don't, I, I, I don't even think it's 20%. I mean, I think it's, it's probably a lot less than that, maybe closer to maybe not even 10%. I mean, I can tell you that at some point we are going to tighten our splits here and go to minus 105 on both sides. We're waiting... We're waiting for the appropriate time to do that. And we're going to do that in all four states that the Superbook operates in. And then you're going to see just a flood of bets come in. The big whales that come to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl, they're mostly not here yet. Uh, one of them, one of our big customers did arrive yesterday, and I was just talking to him before I did the show. But most of the big whales are going to be coming in this weekend and placing their bets Saturday night, Sunday morning. So 10% at most has been written so far. Okay. That's surprising to me, but I guess it makes sense just given the weekend has yet to arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the total? I know you took early money on the under, and we're at 48 and a half. We haven't really moved. Yeah, we're at 48 and a half right now. Some sharp guys on the under, like you said. So I, now the public will most likely come in on the over, right? They do. They always do. It's the Super Bowl. The, the people that are out here right now are not here to root for nothing to happen. And most of our bigger bets are on the over. We've taken some significant parlays. To the over, I believe one guy yesterday, if I remember correctly, did a $60,000 parlay, Bengals plus four and a half to over 48 and a half. So the books will most likely be rooting for the under and will certainly be rooting for the under in the sense that over half of our handle is on props. And generally we're rooting for low scoring and low scoring games better for props. So we'll be rooting for the under, but it will be more to do with the props than it is to do with the actual total market itself. Okay, so, gosh, that's so fascinating. That is a good, nice reminder to alert everyone, just a you know, fun fact, that more than 50% of the money bet on the Super Bowl will be on props, not the cider total. Or well, that, that's how it is at our shop. I mean, everybody's different. I saw, I saw the guy. That, that's or, the way it's been for a while. That was about, about yeah. eight years ago. I think that shifted to over 50%. But I, I've seen, you know, there are some books that advertise these enormous bets. Like we all saw the Mattress Mac bet where he bet four and a half million on the money line at another book. So books that take bets like that, they may not get 50% of their handle on props because they take such enormous bets on the side because the volume that they have allows them to do so. I can't speak for what everyone else is doing, but I, I know for sure here we'll be somewhere between 55 and 60% of our business will be on the, the prop markets. We have a lot of props too. The Superbook is known for uh, 
a deep menu of props. I think I would argue that we pioneered that in Nevada. Yeah, you guys really are the pioneers on that. Um, I will give you props on that. You know, that's Ed, that's Ed Sammons that deserves the, the lion's share of the credit. And I think the story goes that the games in the mid-90s were so bad because the NFC team was always winning by like 100 points that no one was paying attention in the fourth quarter, second half. Right. So they, they wanted to deepen the prop menu. And, uh, and from there, I mean, I'm not saying that was the first time people offered a lot of props, but I believe it was the the origin of these huge menus of player props. <clears throat> it is fascinating. I mean, it all started with the with the refrigerator Perry and the Bears-Patriots sure. Super Bowl mid-80s, 85 season. And, you know, go read about it. Those who haven't heard it, it's really fascinating. Um, really cool. And obviously here we are about just south of 30 um, states with legalized sports betting. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome where we are. So let's get into it. Okay, the props now. Speaking of props, mm-hmm. which props that you can cert, you know, you're confident it is not just scalpers have you taken sharp money on? Definitely some guys were going against Van Jefferson. Uh, Van Jefferson receptions. I saw a number of sharp guys go under that prop, under two and a half. Uh, one, one thing I've noticed, some sharp players, not, not just playing middles, not just scalping, they were betting Joe Burrow over incompletions. And that one caught my eye a little bit. I found that one to be interesting because I, like I, think, I think what they're thinking there is what? The Bengals will be behind and Burrow will have to throw. We all know the biggest, probably the biggest deciding factor in this game is how will the Bengals offensive line stand up against the Rams defensive line? How good will Joe Burrow be at getting the football out? If he has one weakness, it's he hangs on to the football for too long. And I I thought that one was interesting. I like that one myself, uh, alerted to it by some sharp players, but I think it makes a lot of sense that Burrow would, uh, would, would go over incompletions, over passing attempts. If the team is behind, he almost certainly will. Yeah, that is interesting. I like that a lot now that you mention it because I've been going back and forth with yards and things like that. Incompletions is a good one. I think so. I think uh, I think that that's one to keep an eye on. So the the interesting probably the player that we were most curious to see how he got bet was Cam Akers, the Rams running back. He's you know he's their number one back, but he had those two fumbles in the Tampa Bay game a few weeks ago. So there's some question as to whether or not. The team will have a quick leash with Cam Akers. Will they, will they, if he fumbles the ball, I think that he will. And we've seen some players bet under Akers rushing attempts and over Sonny Michelle rushing attempts. That's when we've been hit on a lot. Over five and a half rushing attempts for Sonny Michelle. And they also hit us a couple of times on Michelle to score a touchdown. So I think the thinking there is some of the carries shift over to Michelle from Akers. I, I thought that was interesting as well. That's extremely interesting. Extremely. Yeah, so that, that one for sure. You know what one the public likes? I know that's not what you asked me, but I just think it's funny. Sure. They love they love this, uh, will the game be decided by exactly three points, which is four to one. They're hitting us like crazy on that one. Because, like, look look at the, the both conference championship games were decided by three points exactly. The Bengals game against the Titans was decided by three. Yeah. The Niners beat the Packers by three. The only game in the, of the last five or six games that wasn't decided by three was a game that went to overtime. Kansas City scored a touchdown in overtime, or that game would have also been decided by three points. So that that one's getting a ton of public play. We, hopefully it's not a three-point game. 
Since the extra point distance was moved back in 2015, 14.3% of games have been decided by exactly three points. Here's another one, too. Joe Mixon over receptions, over three and a half. We've been hit on this one a bunch of times by some wise guys thinking maybe they'll get Mixon into the mix, out of the backfield. But that, again, kind of points to Burrow throwing the ball a lot. So look at Burrow passing attempts. Look at incompletions. If you do think the Rams pass rush is going to get to him, I think it probably will. I, I mean, I, I would expect I would expect the Rams pass rush to have some success, maybe not to the level that the Titans did in the divisional playoff game, but I would imagine the Rams will have more success than Kansas city did in the conference championship game. So it's funny. I have uh Burroughs first completion plus three fifty to mix it just nice. because I think they're going to try to offset the pass rush and the offensive line. I mean, we all know about the nine sacks against the Titans, but it's worth mentioning that win rate for the offensive line was dead last in the NFL during the regular season. So it just wasn't that one game. It was the entire season. They were not good. So, I was just thinking that uh, we talked about it. Um, I like the over receptions. Question for you, and we did a countdown on on Daily Wager yesterday. Uh, the top ten most uh, the props that have gotten the most handle. Yeah. And five and four, in terms of ticket count, were heads and tails. And where you guys get <laughs> ranked? I, yeah, I don't know. I don't have like a top five in front of me, but I, that that doesn't surprise me. I That's can tell you that much. That's crazy that, to me. We always have, uh, we always take a ton of bets on that. Very recreational players. They love that one and, and they bet it every year. And I can tell you every year, the first roar of the crowd that you hear is for the point toss. They, they, they love that prop. The public loves that prop. I don't know where it ranks exactly. I'd have to pour through everything a little more cl- uh, closely, but I'm sure it's up near the top. I don't understand it. Look, if there was the only thing you could bet and you can bet no other props, then I would mm-hmm. understand the action. But to have 2,000 props where you can actually implement handicapping angle, I just don't well, understand it, that. I, it, I get it's it. For the, it's for the huh. recreational player. I mean, it's, it's, it's just people. I mean, I'm, I just pulled it up here in my system, and here are the bets. 10 bucks, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 10 bucks, 30 bucks, 20 bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. I mean, it's, it's not something people are betting $10,000 on. You know, it's like. I that know, but why not you, just bet? I don't know. But what you get, here's something you get a lot of this week. You get people that come up to the betting windows with their prop packet and they bet five, 10, 20, $50 on 75, 80, hundred props happens all the time. And every person like that is throwing the coin toss bet into their, into their uh, portfolio, so to speak. So I, I think that we'll, we'll definitely continue to see a lot of money on that one as we get closer to kickoff. Okay. Hey, you know uh, what? If, if you're randomly gambling on, on stuff on this game, at least the coin toss at the Superbook, we're minus 102 both ways. I mean, if you're just throwing darts, you might yep. as well throw a dart at minus 102. Yep. Some And some books have... I've seen minus 101 out there. Plus 100. I've seen plus 100. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, plus 100. Oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, wow. Hey, might as well, right? Um. Yeah. No, but, I, but again, like, okay, fine. I just would rather think where I have an edge. So speaking of which, those are the sharp plays. Do you have any props you like? Because I have some I want to rip through. Well, I I do like the uh, I do like that that uh, incompletions. I bet Burrow over incompletions. Uh, I forget where I bet that Uh, somewhere here in Nevada over, I think, 10 and a half or 11 11 and a half incompletions by Burrow. And I and I saw some sharp guys betting other pro Joe Mixon stuff. So I bet some other 
I made a few other bets on Joe Mixon myself. And I always like to bet under one and a half for the shortest touchdown. That's always my, uh, that's, that's always in my bag. I, I always like to have that one. Just the, all you need is one pass interference call in the end zone or holding call in the end zone. That's all you need. You're going to win that one every time. Uh, <laughs> you don't like it. I can feel, I can feel you're exasperated. So it's funny. So let's get into my favorite props. I have like seven. I want to rip through. Okay. One of them is I think the longest field goal will be longer than the longest touchdown. Really? Okay. So it's minus 130. So basically, I have to fade a bomb or a special teams or a long pick six. Okay. I, I could see that. Um, that th- these guys are going to kick field goals. They're, they're not afraid to send McPherson out. Taylor loves doing it. 50. I think we're going to have like a 47 or longer field goal. I don't want to see McPherson out there too much. I can tell you uh, we're, one of the biggest liabilities we have is McPherson to be the MVP. I'm not too worried about <laughs> Not really worried about that, but we had we've taken some significant bet. We had a guy at the Superbook in Colorado about a thousand dollars on McPherson to be the MVP at eighty to one to win eighty grand. Well, there was one hundred fifty uh, to one elsewhere. He could have yeah, saved. Well, one. we we opened at two hundred to one, and and we we've been we've taken so many bets on him. We're, we've been knocked down to eighty. I, I wouldn't say we're too concerned about that, but it, is, it has been interesting. I can't recall that in my career where we've been just consistently getting hammered with bets on a kicker to be the MVP. I don't recall that happening before. And those wondering, a kicker has never won the MVP of the Super Bowl. And those also wondering, an MVP has only been on the losing team once, and that was like Super Bowl five, I want to say. Yeah, Super Bowl five. Chuck Howley, I believe. <laughs> okay, so I like the long – so here's the other one. Touchback on the opening kickoff. You get plus money. There's mm-hmm. new K-balls out there. So the, the balls are not the same. And typically, it's tough to get the distance, although it will be a hot day. It could be the hottest Super Bowl ever, and it's going to be in the mid-80s. But Is that so, right? I didn't yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's an open stadium. You know, there's a roof. It's an open stadium on the sides. Mm-hmm. And but still the touchback plus money because, you know, you get a guy with a little bit of an extra juice in the in taking it three yards deep and returning it. So some, sure. it's really about the new ball. The new balls haven't been worn in yet. So I could see that. That one, that one's good. That's a good angle. That, you're really in the weeds here. I respect yes, that. I start in the weeds. So let's go to players now. Okay. Uh, we talk about you know the coin toss bet. It's who who wants to bet an under and Steph Curry points, right? Is that fun at all to watch a fight like that? It's like it's like an no. over in the heavyweight uh, UFC. That's just not fun to bet like over two and a half in a heavyweight bout. You're not going to want to bet cup under. It's just torture. So I think it. I think overs the play anyway. But it's just not that fun to bet under anyway. So his 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 receiving yards props at like one hundred four and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seventeen. No, we, we have we have one hundred five and a half at the Superbook, so I'm, okay. I'm sure I'm sure there's a one hundred four and a half out there somewhere. Right. Yeah. So even one hundred five. So okay. seventeen regular season games. Right. In sixteen of those, he had at least ninety two yards. So you're you're gonna get in the vicinity on like a low end, right? The other sure. one was a blowout uh, loss, and then the first playoff game also Arizona was a blowout win where they just weren't throwing and he had like 60 yards. Mm. The next two playoff games, he had way over 105 and a half. He's just always open. McVay knows how to scheme. He's brilliant. Cup catches everything, although he did drop a potential touchdown on a skinny post in the... Which was shocking, by yeah, the way. Yeah, shocking, I, right? I but mean, yeah. he could have had even more yards, right? Yeah, that's true. And he, he was... an animal. He kept moving the chains on third down. He was, he was probably the most significant player in that NFC Championship game because it seemed like not only did he have a lot of catches, but it was always on third down to pick up first downs. Really, really significant plays. 
and he's Stafford's security blanket. So oh, I yeah. just I just think it's I think there's value there, and I also think it's more fun to bet the over than the under on Cup. I think he's just solid, and I actually said this last week in the pod. I would bet him at MVP at seven to one or better. But the public's coming in, but the public's also coming in on the Aaron Donald and yeah. and Von Miller. So I think if you can get seven to one on Cup, I do think there's a lot of angles there where he gets maybe two touchdowns and 130 yards, or even one touchdown. He's a big enough name where he can get the MVP over Stafford, who's obviously going to throw those yards and touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and they are they are betting, uh, to your point, they are betting Cup to win the MVP here, but not not the way they're betting Aaron Donald, not the way they're, they're betting Odell Beckham Jr., and apparently not the way they're betting Evan McPherson. Uh, I'll tell you who they, they don't they're not betting is Matthew Stafford. We've got Stafford now at plus 130. We really don't have that many tickets on him at all. We do pretty well on that right now. Joe Burrow has certainly got his share of attention, although not as much as his teammate McPherson, who I think uh, second second most tickets on McPherson behind Von Miller. Von Miller, they're betting Von Miller because they, they remember him winning the MVP. Yeah, the I, first I, time we had Super Bowl MVP betting, Denver, Carolina, Von Miller. Yeah, and he's the last defensive player to do it six years ago. It, it's crazy, but I get it. Um, the payouts are there. The the allure of a big ticket is there. Sure. Um, gosh knows, you know, Murray, this website, excuse me, this podcast a handful of years ago, I was twice on, talked about the first half, no touchdown Rams, Patriots. I went on Sports Center. I went on radio. I went on this podcast twice, other podcasts, radio shows, and I had one guy tweet me like, you know, I thought you were being pretty annoying. You had to do it both podcasts, but hey, you hit it. So <laughs> it hit. Uh, it was 100 to 1. And then it closed like 18 to 1, I think. So that was a big one. Yeah. And that's. I remember that very well, believe me. I, I, I remember sweating out in the fourth quarter if they would, if anybody would score a touchdown in that game. We were, we, uh, we were paying close attention to that. I'll just say that. 200 to 1, no touchdown. That's what we had, that's what we had three years ago, and that's what we had this year. Okay, so uh, and then that prompted. That's part of the story of the draft prop a year ago. I said if I get another chance at hundred to one, I'm going to hammer it, which I did. So, so look, I I understand the big payouts. Last year I had Mahomes no touchdown passes, fourteen to one, mm-hmm. because I thought they could run a couple in, and I didn't think the Chiefs wouldn't find the end zone at all. That was a nicer. That was sixty to one, but I just thought Mahomes with the ankle running in, the offensive line could have issue. You know, there was value there. I understand. I just don't. I need more. I need like thirty to one or forty to one on Miller or Donald or something like that. But yeah, I don't know that. You, I don't know that you can really say that forty to one on Von Miller is a good bet. I mean, he's a he's a he's a great player, but he's more of a situational pass rusher. Yeah, I mean, and this this is not that Denver team. Think back to that game. Denver had a quarterback who could barely throw the ball. I know that sounds funny to say, but at that point in Peyton Manning's career, he could barely throw the ball. That team won with its defense. And that was the last game of Manning's career. I don't think this Rams team is not built the way that Broncos team was. Agreed. Agreed. So Burrow, I like over 273 and a half passing yards because I think he's their meal ticket. But I like the, 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 the incompletions better. I think that's a really sharp, sharp way. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hammer that. So I uh, love well it. done there. I'll, then we'll be rooting for that one together because well, I... My thought process is this. So, and I talked to a sharp better, and he, he says young quarterbacks never do well in the Super Bowl historically, blah, blah, blah. And I said, that's all accurate. But like Big Ben and his debut in the Super Bowl and Tom Brady, they were such a different part of the offense. Nowadays, quarterbacks are more adapt, more ready to make the transition from college to the NFL. Offensive coordinators are designing offenses that take the skills from that college quarterback into the NFL. And Burrow is their calling card. He's the focal point. Those teams are predicated on defense. Sure. So Burrow is 25, but he's not going sh- to crumble in the platform and spotlight of the Super Bowl. 
So I think he's going to be just fine. He's going to throw it around. I do like your incompletions, but they're not going to run the ball down the Rams' throat, right? It's going to be Burrow, and it's going to be Burrow early and often. I think they're probably going to be early and often going to Burrow, and I think they will probably be playing from behind at some point in this game, and they'll have to go to Burrow. I just, famous last words, I just, I can't really picture them consistently running the ball in the Rams and, and softening up that defense with the ground game. I just don't see that happening. I don't think that's going to be their strategy. Been wrong before, but uh, I, I do think Burrow's going to have to put the ball in the air to win this game. Let me ask you this. Because I saw a prop, and it's it's juicy, but I think it's still cheap. Mm-hmm. What odds would you need to bet that both teams score at least two touchdowns? Um, I mean i I would expect that to to happen. Right. I, I don't I don't know that that. I mean, I don't I don't know if I don't think I've ever seen that one, but I don't I don't anticipate this being a low scoring game, so I wouldn't need much to do that. Yeah, I saw minus 250. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about a guy that was laying minus 250 on the next score of the Pro Bowl being a touchdown on Sunday. So I guess I'm, my my uh, my version of what a good value is at minus 250 is a little warped by that. Uh, I, I thought would, we agreed not to speak of this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, minus 250. I don't know that I would call that priced wrong. Um, but I, I do expect that to win. So Murray, Murray, Murray invited me to the suite at this Pro Bowl, and within like five minutes of the game, I'm unloading accounts on the live betting the over, and just yeah. I dropped a lot. Now, fortunately, the Nuggets beat the pulled away in the second half on the Nets, so we were good. <laughs> but yeah. I was trying to get the TV changed the Nets game, and it just right. it was a it was a zoo. Here I am trying to like wine and dine, catch up. Yeah, and I got like two phones out trying to change TVs, just dopamine. Center it was right supposed there. to be just a relaxing Sunday, but then all of a sudden it just got, it got a little out of control. Um, I don't think that's as good as bet as next touchdown being minus 250 in the Pro Bowl or next score being a touchdown minus 250, but I, I, I think that'll win. I don't know that, I don't know that I'd lay 250 though. Uh, I mean, uh, there's just, there's so many things, there's so many options on the betting board. So really think about where you're positioning your bankroll this weekend, guys, because you've got a lot to choose from. I understand that. That's fair. Okay. Um, one other. So thinking outside the box, I like Stafford rushing over two and a half attempts, over five and a half rushing yards. And I'll explain it. The stakes go higher in the postseason. So it's almost like you throw out regular season statistics because Stafford has gone over five and a half rushing yards in all three playoff games. When the stakes are this high, I made the analogy in, in the NBA, you teams will have a guy play the four for a playoff series, but there's no way he can do it 82 game season, you know, undersized four kind of thing. You're right. willing to sacrifice your body. Stafford got a first down on third and long against the Niners. Didn't even slide, took the hit. That stuff's not going to happen in the regular season. He's going to tuck it and run. They're more inclined to get yards. And all these guys like Josh Allen, Mahomes, it's just the stakes are higher. So you have an edge there. And then the kneel downs, you get the attempts, but also you got to go a little bit more than the yards because if Stafford's taking knees, it's, that's going to go uh, subtraction. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. We saw that in the Super Bowl two years ago. Mahomes with those knees at the end of the win over the 49ers knocked his rushing yardage under. But I think your 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 first point is really a smart point. These quarterbacks are going to lay it all on the line in this game. They're not going to worry as much. They're, I don't think they're going to dive to the ground or run out of bounds or be as inclined to do that as they would be if this game was in week four. They've got, especially if it's third down, they've got to go for it. There's no game after this one. 
Okay, I have a couple juicy juicy payouts. Okay. I have a ten to one. Who do you think is going to be the quarterback? Who has? Who do you think is have the most passing yards in the game? I think Burrow will. Okay. Who do you think is going to have the most receiving yards? Well, you you think it would be? It's correlated to say Jamar Chase, uh, but it just it seems like the Bengals would spread it around a little bit more, and yeah. and so I guess I'd have to go with Cup just based on the numbers of, and from seeing some people bet under on Jamar Chase stuff here at the Super Bowl Superbook, some people that I respect, so I'll go Cup. Yeah, there's speculation that they'll put Ramsey on Higgins and then double team Chase. Well, the, the Rams play more of a, a zone defense, right? I mean, they don't – like, Ramsey doesn't follow a receiver around the, the field, does he? I think he plays more of – Yeah, no, but but Burrow also cars up zone, I think, too. Yeah. I, I We'll see about that. That would make sense. Take Higgins out of the game. And then you're not – you know, oh, I'm sorry, Chase excuse so me. Good, you do excuse me. Take, right. take Chase out of the game. Pardon right. me. Take Chase then, out of the game. And then Ramsey's like an island, right? You put him – right. You blanket. Okay, this is sort of a crapshoot because the rushing yards – who do you think leads the uh, team? Leads the game? Sorry, in rushing. I would I would have to go with Mixon in that one because I I just I see a lot of people betting Mixon. I mean I know Acres statistically would be the the favorite. Yeah, but his yards per carry is terrible. So I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So I I need to look up the Mixon, but what they're calling these trifectas. You got to hit all three, right? Yeah. Uh, Acres with Acres in there is ten to one. So Burrow Cup yeah. and Acres is ten to one. Okay. Yeah, I mean that, that that's the three that I would play. Those those are those are tricky though, those uh built-in pre-made parlays. Sure. But I know the I can tell you the books want you to bet those things, but that doesn't mean that those never win because they definitely do. Right. And it it makes perfect sense that statistically speaking, you would think it'd be those three guys, right? And 10 to 1, it's not 6 to 1, right? Right, true, true. Okay, so I have two exact scores. I'm going to I'm going to throw the, for the people out there. Maybe Bonanza Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Rams 24 20, 90 to 1. Wow. Okay. That'd be a nice hit. I mean, that's not that's not totally uh inconceivable too with the point spread. We talked earlier on the show that I thought it would probably close four. And that's not too far from the total. So you're kind of right. you're playing a number that is makes sense given the point spread in total for the game. But four, we talked about key numbers, is actually the ninth most common margin of victory since the extra point moved back in 2015 because mm-hmm. teams are going for two so often. So it has to be a team that's like scores even early fourth quarter is going to go for two to make a 24-21 thing. So 20 is not right. that key of a, in this situation, right? So got me looking a little more. 24-19, and this is my Bonanza bailout. Okay, mm-hmm. Murray? Okay. $250, 310 to one. Wow, twenty-four to nineteen, Rams. based off of a based off of a missed two-point conversion. Is yes. that what that? Yeah, that's okay. what we're going with. Or a missed extra and, point. Sure, McPherson can go hook it or push away. And that's going to be your bonanza play. Wow, yes. I mean, are we really in that kind of a dire well, straits? Yeah. Where, yeah. Well, if you win that, I think I'll have to. I'll be. <laughs> I got a feeling I'll have to pony up a couple bucks to buy Arthur a new chew toy. I don't think I'm going to be able to. I don't think I'll be able to fight you back on that one. Yeah, so uh, that's that's my help. But but honestly, the list of props I just did are my like regular props sure. I'm doing, sure. and those are. And I know. So you like the over incompletions. What else would you do in the hypothetical bonanza if we still had it? I, I like uh, I like Burrow to throw an interception. Uh, I've I've seen uh, I've seen different prices on that. I think I bet 
I got it all on my phone, man. But I think I bet minus one thirty on Burrow to throw a pick, if I remember that correctly. I like, I, I do like that one. Um, and then I, it'd be a little unfair, but like right now, I see Caesars is running a promotion where they've got the Rams at minus one seventy five uh, money line. I bet that this morning uh, as I was getting ready for my day because I just think that that's a good value with that money line, but. That's a promotion that they're running for 24 hours. They tweeted out. So good on them. I, I think, I think that's a good idea. Cause it's normally what? $2, 210. Uh, yeah, we got minus one ninety at the super book. Okay. Uh, they, I know that they took a pretty significant bet on Bengals money line. I'm not necessarily saying that they're trying to balance their books. I don't know what their thought process is over there, but they, they tweeted out that they were doing minus one seventy five, And I said, shit, I'll take that. Or sure. I'll take that. Excuse me. <laughs> we can bleep that out. Yeah, it's good. Good to have a little bleep on the final. Extra daily wager, extra podcast. <laughs> uh, good. Any others? I mean, you mentioned some of the sharp plays earlier. Uh, yeah. Outside of those, I mean, I, I've seen uh, I've seen some guys play Mixon to score a touchdown. Uh, I mentioned the Sony Michelle over rushing attempts as one that we've seen some sharp guys on. Van Jefferson under receptions. We've seen some guys on that as well. So the, those those look to be the ones we, we've really seen a lot of focus and Mixon over receptions too. Um, and if, and if you're, if you agree with this line of thinking that the Bengals are going to be throwing the ball, which has kind of been a theme of this show the whole way, maybe take a look at Joe Burrow passing attempts. If, if we're right and the Bengals are going to be throwing a lot, Burrow, uh, pass attempts could be another good play for this game. Awesome. Awesome. All right, my friend, good stuff as always. Best of luck in the Super Bowl. Sort of. I really want the public to win though. And, well, um, uh, you I know, Hey, we could use it, man. We've had a rough week in your league, the NBA. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. The, the, the NBA favorites are just crushing us. Uh, we could use a good Super Bowl. And I know that the people that listen to this show always feel bad for me when we don't do well, just like the people on Twitter, they always have a lot of sympathy for me when we, when sure, we don't do well. Sure. And I, and I appreciate that. It makes me feel a lot better. All right, buddy. Great stuff as always. Um, Good to, good season, and congratulations on the Bonanza victory, unless unless we get 24-20 or 24-19. And I should tell you, too, my guy, the Prince of Props, I know there's like 50 people now that are called the Prince of Props, but the original one, he is on the road right now for work, but he is going to do a deep dive this weekend, and I will be tweeting some stuff this weekend for him on the Super Bowl. This is his stage. He's excited. I'm excited. I can't wait for Sunday. I love Super Bowl Sunday. It's one of my favorite days in the book. I can't wait, man. It's going to be awesome. Good stuff. All right, friend. Have a good one, buddy. Thank you. Take care. You got it. This has been Baby Bankroll Bonanza. That's going to do it for this edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. Thanks to everyone for a wonderful season and all your loyal listenership and downloading, rating, reviewing, everything like that. It's a lot of fun. For us, and I know you guys uh, put in the time just like we do, and you, you know your devotion and your loyalty, like I said, is really appreciated. Best of luck to everyone betting the Super Bowl. Enjoy your squares as well as your prop plays and their action on the game. It is the uh, Christmas time here for football bettors or any gamblers, I should say. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Enjoy the game, and best of luck to everyone. <laughs>